0: So let's do this. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of That Record Got Me High. That is Barry Stock.
1: And that is Rob Elba.
0: And we welcome you all to another episode. Real quick, Barry, we have some new patrons we've got to do shout outs to. It's a beautiful thing. We have, uh, I'd like to give a shout out to Mr. Ralph Caballero.
1: Thank you, Ralph. Uh,
0: Mr. Mike Coleman. And our newest patron uh, just got on board, Mister Jim Dingus. Which I'm wondering is that this is if that's his real name? That's kind of it's a, his
1: name. Yeah, un- he's, uh, unfortunate he's from, name. He's from uh, Richmond, Virginia. He's got a good band that I uh, actually, if I. Was not an idiot. I would have remembered to talk about Well, his Jim, Ding-
0: you know hes, he's uh, well, we have uh, uh you know more time to. And you get know Mike, know Mike Jim Coleman Ding- was uh, Mike
1: Coleman was our guest who came on and talked about uh, lick my decals off, baby, by That's Captain right. Beefheart. One so. of
0: your Captain Beefheart brethren. Well, thank you all <laughs> for becoming a patron. Don't forget uh, you could go to patreon.com forward slash trgmh and become a patron of the show, like these fine people that we just gave a shout out to. Uh, all right, Barry, we have a guest uh, tonight. Without further ado, we do. Uh,
1: who is our guest? Uh, Mr. Richard Metzger of the uh, Dangerous Minds website.
0: Welcome to the show, Richard.
1: Thank you for having me. And is that how you be would here. be? Um, wh- wh- what other accolades would you like to discuss about <laughs> your.
2: Um... I, that's just fine.
1: Okay. That's fine. Okay.
2: That's fine. You know, editor, publisher of Dangerous Minds is what I always say when someone asks me, my, my bio is a sentence long.
1: <laughs> well, you know, your website is visited frequently by, um, I would say, people with an interest in interesting things worldwide uh, on a daily basis, so uh, we're very pleased to have you on the show.
0: Yes, we are. And, and, you- and I, will be, uh, I will be totally honest, when I heard, first of all, when I heard the record that you picked, and then I also heard you wanted to talk on a landline, I figured, well, this guy's uh, got to be an old guy. <laughs> Right, It's got to be an old man, and you're actually younger than me and Barry. A little Barry, bit. A little younger than me and Barry. Uh, so uh, what is the record that... that,
2: that <laughs> I'm so sorry to hear that, guys. <laughs> it's
0: it's what is, okay. What is the record you brought, uh, you brought to us, uh, Richard?
2: Well, okay, uh, when someone... You, know, you, you, you give me the remit of like talking about a record. Right. Yeah, and yeah. when you first contacted me you you, you were interested in Jeff Rotell's Aqualung. Right. Cuz I was tweeting about it, but I didn't I didn't think I I mean I like that album, but it's not like my favorite album and it's not something I would have a lot to talk about. You know, right. like, okay. it isn't a record that got you, you high, right.
0: Correct.
2: Right. Yeah, but when someone when someone asks me like what's your favorite movie, I just completely draw a blank, but when someone says what's your favorite album, I have oh, so many that I could, you know, <laughs> right. that I could go. And most of, so us, as as most process- of us do. Yeah. Right. So I went through a pro- but, but with movie- like I said, but with movies, nothing.
1: Right, right? Uh, You know albums, what? The easy, I, I'll so- give you an easy answer to that question when people ask you what your favorite movie is. Just say Dr. Strangelove and you'll never be wrong and everybody will go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. True. <laughs> True. You, you're right.
3: That's good advice. <laughs> so,
2: so, so, so I thought about the various things that, you know, that I could talk about on your podcast. And so I was, you know, through, through process of elimination, I went through Mother Juno by The Gun Club. Oh, right. Yeah, Le Rita Mitsuko's "The No Comprendo," Nina Hagen's Nun Sex Monk Rock." Oh wow. wow! The first psychedelic furs
1: album. We which we've already which done, is, we unfortunately, do yes, so we've we already that. covered that. Right? Yep. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, I noticed that one. Yeah, you, there were there were a lot of a lot of the things that I had were sort of knocked out of contention, but that yeah. was one that I, that I was certainly thinking about beforehand. Um, any album by the auteurs, Luke Haines and the auteurs. Oh, okay. Um, yes. Meredith Monk's Dolman music, Ooh, mm-hmm. um, Virgin Prunes, Uncle Meat.
3: Yeah, um, oh my God. Uh, and Meat.
2: then, and then I, I, you know, the thing about that one's mostly instrumental, so what you know, it's not that much to talk about. Correct, and you can't even you can't talk about the lyrics or any and of context. And so it's, it's
1: very, and just has a sidelong piece that is, you know, it's it's a difficult subject. Just like when we didn't do Trout Mask, we opted for uh, Lick My Decals Off because it's first of all, Trout Mask has been talked about. Add Infinitum and then lick my yeah. decals off. It's just one disc, and you can get through it in an hour, hour and a half, pretty easily. So,
2: right. Well, well So I, I narrowed it down to two things, right, that, that got me high, right. Yeah. And um. So and and, the, and the, the the I almost went with Warrior on the edge of time. By Hawkwind. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah. And, that
2: would be and my my wife was very strongly advocating for that <laughs> one. She was very disappointed. She's a big Hawkwind fan. I yeah, love that okay. one.
1: Yeah, there you go. Um,
2: but but uh, and um, but, I mean it's funny, my, my wife is the is the kind of woman who, who knows who Dave Brock is and oh. she knows who Nick Turner is and she loves <laughs> wow. Hawkwind. But but she does not care about knowing those things. If you see what I oh, mean. Oh yeah, okay. Which is well, okay. the music. Purely
1: know. about the, the music. Yeah. No, not even.
2: She just knows it. Oh, she okay. likes no. them fine, All but right. you know what I mean? But I'm just saying, like she knows. But, but, anyways, that was that was the album that she thought I should pick, and and, okay. and she also knows about how I like to get high because she's lived with me for many right. decades. Yes, and um, knows that that is a good album to listen mm. to. Yep. but yep. but I didn't I didn't go for that one in the end. I went with something that I had more, much more to say about, and that is. After bathing at Baxter's by the Jefferson
1: airplane excellent
0: and I will say right off the bat that I share your wife 's disappointment a little bit uh, with this one just because this is not <laughs> <laughs> this is not one that I was uh, familiar with at all when well ba- this
1: is for but for I think for Jefferson Airplane fans serious fans, I think this can be the one I know I have a friend in Athens, Georgia, Ken Tapscott who has talked about this record uh, at length, and he, um, for him, this is the uh, pretty much the best thing they ever did.
2: Oh, I mean, it's it's it, it's arguable. There's, I mean, like, there's four really classic albums, right? There's Surrealistic Pillow, right. this one, Crown of Creation, and Volunteers. Right. right. That that is the cream of the crop where they're concerned. And and the thing is, you know, I I thought well, the reason to pick them is, you know, they needed to be rehabilitated.
1: Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, you know.
2: Right. I mean, yes. And, and, you know, people think of the Jefferson starship. They think if we built this city on rock and roll, I was just going to say,
0: that's a, that's a crime
1: against you, nature you, yeah, right there. Huh? That's the problem. Well, it's yes. certainly
2: a crime against music and good yes. taste. Yes. Um, and, but, you know, but, but, it, it, but the result is, is that they're flipping through the Jefferson airplane albums. Yeah. And, you know, in the record store, they don't, what's, what's this, you know? And,
0: uh, well, so I will I, say, I yeah, yeah, you you have done a service, because I, I doubt anyone else would have picked the Jefferson Airplane record, so you you are doing a service to them, I, for sure. I, I, that's I what, well, that's what
2: I thought, right? <laughs> oh, but I'm yeah. genuinely enthusiastic about this album. I absolutely love it, and... Um, and like I say, I have a lot to say about it. Right? Okay, so, now
0: so the 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 big question that comes to mind is: How does a man you were two years you were two years old when this record yeah, came sure. out? Yeah, sure. So how did you how did this record come? Uh, you know, how did you into come your across consciousness. this record? Yes,
2: I'm glad you asked me. Um, well, <laughs> I, okay, well, you know, you know, you know how it goes, right? So if you're, you know, so I'm born in, in the, at the end of 1965, and I started getting into music. Well, I, I, well it's, it's weird. I was thinking about this this morning. I actually got into music via James Bond movies and James Bond soundtracks. Oh, oh right? nice! Okay. So, I, like, I remember, like, I saw the Man with the Golden Gun with my dad in mm. 1974, and I had the soundtrack to that. That was like one of the very first albums mm. that I owned. Yeah. And um, I love that song. And then I bought um, the Live and Let Die soundtrack, and you know, and I sort of like went and made the connection of like, oh, that guy who's in the Beatles, oh uh, yeah, yeah. You know, you know how you sort of sure. do, that, do that thing. You make yeah. the connection. And when. And so with the Jefferson Airplane, you know, I mean, they were already the starship, right? By the time oh, I had yeah. discovered them, oh, and wow. so things like you know, horrible dreck like "Play on Love," you know, and, and "Dragonfly," and <laughs> yeah. those that, that kind of stuff. Mm, yeah. I love miracles. I will say that I love miracles. That's but true. not to digress. yeah. yeah but yeah. that was you know, but those were in the air at the time. And, 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 but the, you know, the detritus of the sixties counterculture was in, was for sale in used bookstores and in gar- garage sales sure. and in cutout bins. Yeah. Nobody cared. So, it was like, you know, yeah. Here. Yeah. So that's how, that's how I discovered, you know, that's, it, that's how I found out about, you know, Jefferson airplane and, uh, Patty Smith and, you know, all these kinds of things that you could get like at a Hills department store for 99 cents on eight track. Right because that's what I could afford when I was that age, you know. Yes. And um but that's the but the Jefferson airplane it was that and and also you remember too that this you know it was only you know so it's 9 years after that. So would yeah, be not like you know, discovering right. something that came out in you know 2011, 2011. today. Right. That's true. You know, right? That's true. We get a distorted so, you know, sense
1: of time as we age. It seems yeah, like oh yes, yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
2: You know. But still it's all downhill after 38 people. Mm,
1: yeah.
0: But still, something. But, um, as a teenager, something in this grabbed you right away.
2: Well, no, I was a preteen. I was, I would have been about nine or ten oh, wow. when I discovered them. What a cool but kid. The thing is, I, yeah. so, <laughs> well, yeah, I was no, I was, I was a very, very young rock snob. Ah, that's,
1: you know? uh, that's okay. Okay, I can sympathize. So, with So,
2: yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, seriously, I, I think back, and I was like, I've always had good taste in music. I've never <laughs> liked a shitty band. Ever. I like
1: some shit. I did like some shit. But I also liked some very good things. So I can I have a mixed bag as far as that goes. See, I
2: turned my nose up at Kiss at that age. Oh, wow. Okay. No, right. I, I did not. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. Both Rob and I, I a, had that You problem. avoided
0: the siren's call of Kiss. As <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm a bonafide rock snob at, at, at the age of eight. But, good, but the thing was, sure, really yes. in 19... Right. I missed out on him. That's what everybody tells me.
1: About. Mm, no, not really. No.
2: <laughs> so... Um, but you know, like I say, so so, so Starship are on the radio, but um, White Rabbit and Somebody to Love were also still on the radio, yeah, and not uh, even yeah. oldies radio at that point, right? right. So they were they. These two bands in my very young mind seemed kind of like weirdly concurrent, you know, and yeah, and although although and that see that brings up a really good point. Right at that moment, 1975, 76, right? So it's you know. You know, the, the old sort of, you know, the dinosaur rock and then yeah, oh, punk yeah. rock has yet, remember, to, yes. yet to be born. Yes. You know, I, it was really confusing to me. Because, okay, because I, I got the first act that I really, I was a massive David Bowie head, right? Yeah. And so I had all of the Bowie albums, and, and the thing was, they were all very consistently good. It was hard to say which one of them was better than the other. They were all A-pluses my, to my mind, right? Yeah, right. You know, he had never put out a bad album. So I, I, I had this idea in my head that... Every Rolling Stones album must be of equal mm. quality, right? right yeah. And then I heard, and then I heard some girls, and I'm like, "This isn't as good as the older stuff." Yeah, and, and I had the same reaction with the the, the Kinks around yeah. that time. Mm-hmm. The Who, I mean, when I discovered the Who and bought, you know, like uh, my the, generation, you know, the album My Generation sure. or Magic Bust, they were putting out the Who by numbers. It was really confusing to me.
1: Yeah, that there was this could be this you know, slip in quality. Yes yeah how could that
2: happen? it, it you know it, it you know didn't didn't compute my my young kitty mind right and so that's where I was with all of that and the Jefferson airplane were e- extremely confusing in that way but I really there was something about them that I that I that I really like resonated with me they seemed really far out they seemed really <laughs> yeah. they
0: were but you were so March. young like you had a whatever drug all right well let's get right away the why is the album called why is the album called uh after, after bathing after bathing at Baxter
2: well that's Baxter's was their um you know Baxter that's what they called LSD Right. So, after an acid trip, trip right? Bathing, yes. Uh, right.
1: But I,
0: as a young nine-year-old, you didn't. This, no. This wasn't uh, on your radar. They were, at all, in fact, was it, it probably
1: wasn't even commonly discussed that that's what it meant. Well,
2: no. But I knew. I definitely knew what drugs were, and although I didn't get my hands on them for a few years. <laughs> Oh, well, that's that's that, good. probably well, that's good. The yeah. concept was extremely attractive to me. Ah, uh, okay, right, yes. So I, I, I mean, I knew, you know, like I was trying to read, like you know, the Doors of Perception and stuff like yeah. that, like sure. Timothy Leary books, sure, sure. And, Jesus, Christ. you know, and so it's, but they, but they seemed so intelligent and so, and she was so beautiful and so aristocratic, and there was right. just something about, and and they were talking about revolution all of the time, and and their minds, and right. you know, and all of that stuff and it was really like it was a really intoxicating package for me as a you know as a kid and so when as I discovered them and you know concurrently Zappa and you know Bowie and all the other stuff that I was into I, you know it was one, it's the same time I was reading like Kurt Vonnegut books
1: yes yeah yeah and, that's a very know, and that common yeah, thing. yeah th- th- right. those, those things are all sound extremely familiar to me about my teenage or early teen right. preteen me years. Too. And
0: yeah. Me and Barry were both listening to Vonnegut, but we were also listening to kiss. <laughs> right.
1: We also had, I also, because mainly because we were from Florida, we had, t- I, I don't know. I had Ted Nugent mixed in. And of course, you right. know, me too. Me too. Yeah. And it was just because you were in a, I, I will where, did say, where, where did you grow
0: up? Where did you grow up? Where, where we Wheeling, talking? West Virginia.
2: So you got, you know, wow. It's the same okay. as Florida. Oh, so we have no <laughs>
0: The sophisticated.
2: Charlie Daniels <laughs> band. <laughs> Ted Nugent played all
1: the time. Of in my course, house. Oh. of course, yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um. So yeah. right. Well, um. Yeah. The airplane. Um. Have not been on my radar much. I. Um, it's not, they're just one of those bands that slightly predates the things that I tend to listen to. Right, like, right, it, me like, too.
0: My, my older sister, I had an older sister, and I, that's why I know Surrealistic Pillow, because I know she played that a lot, and I, I heard that record a lot. Yeah. But um, yeah, it just wouldn't it be the Summer of Love and all that? It's just, it, it, it's kind of cool to me that you were that young, but that kind of... Resonated with you. It's though. true. You know the whole summer of love thing.
2: Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It wasn't it was, that. It was. It was the. It was the more sci-fi aspects oh. of this group of people oh, that who was, lived oh, in a house okay. together. They were extremely rich. They they yeah. had they drove around in, in limousines, but they preached revolution. Yeah. Right. RCA was paying them un, untold amounts of money, oh, and they were okay, taking drugs. Okay. And okay. her, and there was her. There's right, always you know? grace. grace. Any yeah. any
1: discussion of of the airplane without. The focal, you know, without Grace um, and her presence in that band is really just, you know, what are you talking about? Because yeah. she brings something...
2: Well, without her, I mean, it, it would have been Marty Bowen's band, and, you know, hippies, and Paul Kantner's
1: uh, uh, band. Just a bunch of dirty hippies. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: well, and well, Marty's, I mean, Marty's is, is also a thing-
1: got a little bit of a... There's Marty you can see even in some live footage from the, from the 60s. He definitely is of the front man... Ilk that he became as you know the starship when they yeah. the cheese aspect is I, I will say you can see it there if you if you if you look carefully. Um, well, and he wasn't a
2: psychedelic person. I don't, Marty Balin wasn't a psychedelic person.
1: Oh, you know, God. he was
2: more of like a guy who would drink a beer, and he was teased by the rest of them for being kind of square and having ah, square taste in music. That's, funny. that's
1: funny. Okay. He's the Mike Love you know. of um, Jefferson Starship. Airplane. <laughs> Oof. It's not no that Love bad. Love. I'll take that back. <laughs> yeah, a, yeah a, I don't know about that. That's a low blow. <laughs> Marty's alright, man. Okay, uh, oh, cool. we won't, we won't He's no Mike Love. S- he's no Mike. Yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> alright, so let's uh, let's start listening to this record which I imagine, unless, like you said, unless you're a big uh, Jefferson Airplane fan or even more of a Well, because one. this
1: record had no hit single. It didn't right? have
0: hits, right. It came after even the same, it was actually released in the same year as the 67, yeah, uh, which uh, is in saying
1: they did three records in when did the the first album came out it's like three they did three records in a year a year and a well, half it was
2: i well I, I don't know i don't know about when jefferson Airplay... that came out in 66 but the, i it, but definitely two albums came out in in 1967 right yes.
0: and the one and surrealistic pillow was the first one with grace too so that's the really the first yeah. correct and yeah. also I,
2: it, you know it's worth it's worth saying that, that album was um, kind of a folk rock album. I mean, uh, you know, uh, yeah. White Rabbit aside, that was a folk rock album, you right, know. And right. it was, and, and so Surrealist. Uh, I mean, uh, After Bathing at Baxter's is a much, much, much far out, more far oh, out record. Yeah. I think that they knew. Because they had had such a, you know, uh, they'd made so much money for RCA, they were willing to let them do whatever they wanted. They had complete creative freedom. And they really
0: did. They used their freedom on this record. They sure. They really did. How long was it going to last? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right, so let's get into it. The first track, which was also the first single, uh, which did not, probably shouldn't have been released as a single, but I don't know. Who knows? Let's listen to the ballad of You and Me and Punil. (laughs)
1: Gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, there's too much mm-hmm. going on. It's there. very complicated. It in is. fact, I, I I tried. I was when I lived in I lived in Athens, Georgia, in the 90s, and there was a g- group of people who had this band, and I played with them for a while. But they were Jefferson um, Airplane fanatics, and they would try and they would play these songs, and they all knew them by heart. And I would just be completely lost right. because they, they're actually <laughs> very, very complex they're arrangements. Sophisticated, there are. Yeah. And oh a, yeah. There's a lot going on there. Um, that is uh, not always easy to follow is a musician? That's
0: either. Why I, I, It just right. blows my mind thinking of you, uh, Richard, as a young kid listening to this and like getting it. Because I feel like this, it would be too much for me. As a, and I was. Even oh, a, I,
2: I strongly resonated. I it, I loved this. It, uh, it wasn't just that I got it. It was like I I loved it. Were your it parents more than anything
0: concerned? Were they
1: concerned at all? Or, or? yeah, did you have cool parents? People who were like <laughs> nurturing of your musical uh, exploration. No. Okay. <laughs> w- uh, well, you, wheeling West Virginia, I mean, it would be a stretch, wow. you know.
2: Yeah, I'm, no. My, I'm from a. a
1: my uh, parents are very conservative Christians.
2: Oh, there you go.
1: Well, I grew rock. up in. The, I grew rock up rock music. Rock um, music was
2: frowned upon. Yeah, very much so. I've, I've, you know, my records have been smashed
1: Ooh, by my ouch. father
2: in anger, stuff like that. Yeah. Wow. Oh man.
3: Oh yeah.
1: I grew up in the Southern Baptist church, but my parents were tolerant of my uh, music, listening to music and playing a band. So, uh, in that sense, I was lucky. I never had my record smashed. Although the, I did hear from the pulpit that Kiss, you know what the kiss the acronym is uh kings Kids in satan's service king well they told us it was kings in satan's service so the members that were, were they were you know demonic entities that were um
0: yeah that just made me want to listen to them more of, cor- of course. course
1: there was n- yeah. No, no. yeah yeah
0: all right so what exactly. is he talking uh, about of you and me and pooneal what's the pooneal reference
1: it's not a ballad either well, no <laughs> yeah no it's not about it's a winnie the pooh reference it right. Is. The,
2: first, okay. the, the opening lines of that are are from a poem in an A. A. Milne book that I believe Winnie the Pooh reads. Uh. Right? And the Neil part is Fred Neal. Oh wow. So it's, it's oh, okay. of, least, everybody's
0: talking yeah. to everybody's, everybody's talking, talking guy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's so it's, it's 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 he sort of conflates the two in that way.
0: Right, right, right. Um yeah wow and there's a lot of yeah just uh, and the uh,
1: all three people singing and vocals coming yep. and going and things moving yep. in and in a very um I don't I can't even imagine how they compose this music frankly I don't know how you well, it's, it's so different from anything I would do
2: Well it's it, it's interesting because it, it it's it's quite ragged it comes together and then it sort of falls apart Yes, yes definitely yes it does, yes. It,
1: it does. you know true. There are moments in the uh, record where you can hear things falling apart and you go okay well you know it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. 1967 yeah. and they're you know right. tripping balls and they're well, in the studio and but uh, yeah
2: well, he, well here's the thing too it's you notice like like Jack Br- uh, uh Jack Cassidy's bass is yeah. really a leading instrument in that song, yes. right? Yes. Yes. And they were they had obviously been listening to bands like Cream yeah. and Jimi Hendrix Experience and oh, yeah, they kind yeah, of wanted yeah, to do that sort of thing, you know. And um but uh what was I going to say? The
0: um Speaking of things kind of falling apart, uh, the second, this is a ballsy move to putting this True. song second Agreed. on this record. Yes. Uh, which is just like really bizarre. Let's listen to a little bit of a small package of value will come to you
3: shortly. <laughs> I want you to know that
1: So the thing that comes to mind when I when I hear that track is who were they in touch with Frank Zappa and the Mothers? And I, I know that they, that Grace and Frank had some contact, but that's very similar to something from Absolutely Free, the second Mothers record. Um, Even with
0: the uh, vibe, there's some vibes uh, in there and stuff, And just stuff, the,
1: right? the 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 wacky um, sort of out of control. But with Frank, obviously, there's he's always in control. Right. But it appears to be it's it's got that sound, and I uh, don't know who heard. Who first, um,
2: well, they wanted they
1: wanted Zappa
2: to produce this album, right? Oh,
1: really? Right. Yeah.
2: So, so yeah. So and I guess I don't think he was interested in doing it, but he they, he Grace Slick got together with the Mothers in Hollywood. And I they think did Frank record was probably song. interested
1: in doing Grace. Um, if uh, I know, who Frank. wouldn't have been? Who yeah. wouldn't have been? Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Frank was good at that sort of thing, though.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like I said, uh, they, you know, go
1: ahead, go ahead.
2: there's a song called they. They did record a song. It's called "Would You Like a Snack?" Yes, and it's and it's about her period. Great, oh, yes, oh, it that's is.
1: That's I listened to it today. Um, it's not dissimilar to this in that it's got yeah. just sort of vocal scatting, right, uh, right, where she's right. talking about this, that, and the other thing, and you know her period, and uh, you know. Uh, oral sex and various things but But,
0: yeah like I said this is something a band that just came off a record that had two massive singles hit singles could do and And this is track two this is track
1: two this is not on the end of side B yeah this is well
2: well, the other the other yeah exactly the other the other thing to mention is that this is the drummer's song
1: Oh, it's the Ginger Baker song. It's um, Breast Rat and Warthog. Of, of, uh... Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: oh, Spencer... Dr- oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. He is because he is... Or credited. did he just get credit
1: okay. for it so he could get some publishing? Does that... You know? That's uh, That was always my <laughs> thought. You know, they tossed the drummer a bone so he could get a publishing credit.
0: All right, so now speaking... To, we were speaking of Marty... Uh, Bailin before. This next one is his only writing contribution on the whole record. Really? This next one, yeah. It's uh, Marty Bailin and Paul Cantor uh, co-write, and it let's us do a little bit of Young Girl Sunday Blues.
1: Again, Jack Cassidy really driving that song. Um, the bass playing is phenomenal. Yeah, it is. And uh, that's not something I ever thought about or knew. It was like, oh, Jack Cassidy's a really. And of course, I've heard people say that, and but I've just never really paid any attention, attention to, attention, to right, it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, okay, that guy. Um, he has a lot to do with the underpinning of this uh, of this band.
2: It's certainly worth discussing how bad these albums sound. All of the yeah. Jefferson Airplanes albums sound so fucking bad. I, you know, I was wondering,
0: they are, and I didn't know if it was just me, because I'm not that sophisticated. Barry's much more sophisticated with as far as production
1: and everything, but yeah, I noticed that too. The but, production is fairly bare bones. Do you think it's just bones. because everyone's stoned? <laughs> no, I suspect there's someone, well, okay, I, here's what I, what I was thinking was, They don't sound as bad as Yardbirds records, and Yardbirds records are sent because sound awful. They they're the most Mm -hmm. they're the worst recorded major rock band ever. Really, but I think in this case there may have just been an attempt to uh, capture what was going on, and that may have come from the band they didn't want slick production you know they didn't want to tart it up because oh, that was well,
0: there is no slick production no <laughs> it's not. someone well, well, someone's they, well, engendering well, here's
2: the thing well it was engineered and produced you know at least in name by al schmidt so you have a guy there that you know has been nominated for you know and won numerous grammys you know right like, right right 15 of them you know just steely dan engineer and um but so you would and it was recorded at RCA's uh, Hollywood studio so you would figure that it would sound really good um, but no, it doesn't. And um, the, I, the reason, as, as I understand it, is that they basically produced this album themselves. Yeah, And there you go. each one of them had their hand on a fader.
0: <laughs> oh
1: God! Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 And,
2: and so, and it sounds that way. And and so, it, it's they're very murky sounding.
1: Yes, yes. It's,
2: it, that's it, a it, good, it's That's very a good way to sounding. describe it. Yeah. Um, yeah saying so like in I remember in the c d era like when you know just like getting this a CD, that like popping it in, I'm like like if it was gonna sound it on the album <laughs> <No>. yeah. <laughs> Not now. And Crown of Creation CD. I just oh God, that sounded like dog shit. It was
1: yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. And
2: I just remember being really disappointed. Like, oh, it's even worse. Yes, but yeah, those their albums are really their 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 four classic records. They sound quite bad.
1: Yeah, quite bad. Um, they I sound rough. That's definitely fi. yeah. That's definitely coming from them. I would say because given the chance, as you know, a record label will do everything in their power to. Uh, make a record more saleable um or um put some you know some strings some horns some uh bring in the guys the studio guys uh uh and you know the wrecking crew or
0: just balance things out more that's the thing well there's oh, oh yeah the stereo things things version of this record well. has all sorts
1: of weird pans like you be you listen to it in headphones and you're like pans and things like that are are, are great. Unless you suddenly notice them and go, oh wow, yeah, what? notice oh.
0: one guitar, yeah, the real <laughs> all loud of a sudden stuff
1: comes in and out. And there's
0: some cool, you know. Still, at the end of the day, you've got her great voice singing oh my God, it, which is yeah. great. I love her. I love her voice. And there's some great uh, guitar work And this one, it, Yorma. Yeah, in the bridge man. Bridge of the song, uh, uh, they're playing. He's playing some great stuff. He's
1: got a style that I associate with sixties psychedelic guitar playing that is distinctly him, a way a kind of vibrato and a kind of that's uh, the Jorma
0: guy. Uh, right? that Jorma, Jorma, you, yeah. Is
1: it Jorma or Jorma?
2: It's Jorma Kacowan. Jorma uh, He's American, but he's he's a Finnish uh,
1: ah, okay background Jorma. All right. ah. well he's I remember the first time I heard that guitar sound and associated it with psychedelic music was actually on an SCTV uh, skit uh, um, <laughs> where there was a, they were making fun of psychedelic music, but they were playing a, uh, a Jefferson Airplane track in the background oh, of the, nice. <laughs> the uh, drug deal gone bad with John Candy and Joe Flaherty, which you can imagine the stupidity of that. Um, but it, I was like, oh yeah, there's that that w- this very wild vibrato, and uh, nobody does that anymore. It's pretty much a relic of the '60s. You, Country Joe and the Fish, you got. This, you got uh, a Quicksilver messenger service. Right. That guitar sound and that way of playing stayed there. Yeah. Yeah, it's true.
0: Um, So let me ask you, uh, Richard, like some of the lyrics here, I walk, it says, I walk beside you laughing and I'm high. Don't try to touch me with words. When I tell you I dream, it might seem like silence, but so much can be heard. Did any, were you a lyric, at this point, like, did the, did the album come with a lyric sheet and were you that paying attention to the lyrics that much or was it just the overall vibe of everything?
2: Not a Marty Balin song. Oh.
0: Okay, <laughs> okay yep, good point. Okay. Uh, uh, boy, so not, a, really,
1: not, not, a, not a Mike Love song, as you would say. <laughs> <We're>
0: throwing, <laughs> yeah. we're throwing no, don't get some.
2: me wrong; I, I like Marty Ballon just fine, but it's not. No, but I, I, it's more. It's the Grace uh, stuff and, and Paul gotcha. Kantner stuff, Understood. but especially yes, the Grace stuff. Yes, 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 yes. And Grace didn't write that many songs for the Airplane. Don't forget.
0: Right. Okay. Right. Right. Um, all right, so let's take a little uh, let's take a little break. Uh, we'll regroup. Maybe if you have to, re, uh, you know, do something. Have to go pee. <laughs>
1: a lot of times, that's what happens during the break. <laughs> is we'll somebody take goes a little
0: break. We're talking okay. with uh, Richard Metzger. Uh, you just hang on. Uh, we're talking about Jefferson Airplane. After bathing at Baxter's, we'll be back in a minute.
3: Is This
4: Tomorrow is a weekly wear comic available at Is This Tomorrow.com Is This Tomorrow is the commercial sponsor of this show that record got me Hi. Is This Tomorrow is a weekly wear comic available at Is This Tomorrow.com This, this, tomorrow, is the commercial sponsor, of, this, show, that, record, got, me, high.
1: We are back. This is that
0: record got me high. That is Barry Stock.
1: That is Rob Elba, and
0: we're talking to Mister Richard Metzger about a record that definitely got him high at a yeah. very young age. Uh, Jefferson Airplanes after bathing at Baxter's. So obviously, as you said, this definitely is isn't LSD record. You could say oh, maybe sure, an acid yeah, record. Sure. So uh, uh, Richard, I'm assuming at some point in your life you did partake uh, of the. Uh, of what, what, what did you say that? Of the sacrament. Did it, I have. Uh, did it live up to what you <laughs> you experienced when you listened to this earlier? Like, uh, could you put or, it all Or did the two things over, did you
1: overlap the two things, listening to this record and no, taking it? Yeah, when,
0: when you were nine, were you uh, okay. dropping acid when you were nine years old?
2: <laughs> no, no, not when I was nine. But okay. from the age of about 14 through seventeen, I did it about a hundred times.
0: Whoa! That's, <laughs> yeah. a big, that's
1: a big number.
0: <laughs> Me and Barry yeah. was like,
1: woo! Aggressive, okay. yeah, okay. yeah. And, I would, I would sometimes drop acid twice a week. Wow!
0: Wow! Look at you! Yeah.
1: And, and that was in Wheeling, West Virginia. It was. Wow. <laughs> Eye-opening experience. You know what, the yeah. thing is? But,
2: but, but in a town like that, right? I mean, like it, you think, like, oh, are you going to be able to get good acid? I, I bought acid from a guy who followed the dead.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. The, uh, so there you the, go.
2: The, uh, I had access to the most unbelievable acid when I was a teenager.
1: Yeah, there you go. You know. <laughs> the guy. Maybe it was the guy. I mean, there was the period where there was just the the one guy who was making it in the silo, right? Or was that later? You know what I'm talking yeah, it was, about? Yeah, all,
2: yeah, that's true. Almost all, almost all of the LSD in the, in America was made by one person. Really?
1: Yeah. So, I did yeah, know For years. Yeah. yeah, it was an abandoned <laughs> missile silo, and he lived there with his girlfriend, and they... He made acid, just wow. huge quantities of it.
0: Right, look at that! See, people say our show isn't educational, Barry, but like, <laughs> I beg to differ. This is history. It is history. It is
1: <laughs> Exactly.
0: All right. So this, uh, the record is divided into little like suites yes. So this next one is the war is over. The, the war is over. suite. and it starts with a little uh, tune by um, uh, by Paul Cantor mm. called Martha.
4: Oh, but she listens for the ticking of my footsteps patiently. She sifts the hairy air that's warm and wood swept pleasantly. She does as she pleases. she listens for me. Call to me from a feather In the platter me You can dance and sing And walk with me Dreams will fade in shadows
3: just yeah
1: i mean the arrangements are amazing and and uh things will happen uh, you know it just suddenly becomes more complex and more complex uh um layer upon layer and it's uh it's remarkable
0: all right so who is uh martha martha is a real person right it was a friend of paul's uh, yeah, I, I
2: think it was just a girl who they hung around with or you know, who was on the scene.
0: Martha, well, it says Martha Wax. She was a teenage runaway who also happened to be oh. the, the daughter of the mayor of Sausalito, California.
1: Oh, <laughs> so, there you
0: go. Shout out well, to and we should,
1: Martha. Yeah, we should also reiterate, or yeah, we haven't said it yet, but this is a very different time. Like, we are used to, we're discussing, you know, drugs and marijuana and things like that freely getting caught you know with drugs in 1967 was a very um could be a very very negative experience and send you you could go to prison for a very long time not that you couldn't do that for a long time after that but it was uh for even for um you know white kids in uh, um, san francisco right right you, you could which uh,
0: which, yeah. which now isn't the case but. no <laughs> Um, well,
1: they were—they were
2: very open about their drug use.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, uh, do you think they weren't
2: hiding anything? <laughs> I, you, you know, right. it was—it was pretty yeah. obvious what their scene was and who they were playing to, and you know, I mean, in, in fact, the next song is called "Wild Time," but it's spelled. Oh, is it spelled, how do you spell E-Y- the, T-y- it's just
0: spelled, well, wild, I feel like they, they kind of missed an opportunity, because they spelled time T-Y-M-E, but why didn't they spell wild, W-Y-L-D-E? <laughs> All right, but I was going to ask you about this, Richard, because it's called wild Time, and then they have an H in parentheses, a parenthetical H. What do you think that's for? Well, it,
2: I, it, it maybe it's a reference to the herb
1: thyme. Oh. Like it's the missing H but the from H, the herb, Put the H where yeah, the... Uh, I mean, I,
2: that, I, that's the only thing I can think of. Uh, but I mean, because that song, I always, for some reason in my mind, and it's not spelled that way, obviously, but it has the H just after, so maybe that's the intention. But I always thought that that was a song about pot. Because, yeah, I, because certainly, again, certainly. I, incorrectly, I incorrectly was reading it as wild right. time. but you know, there,
0: the there is also speculation, I found, because I, I go to these websites where people speculate that the H is actually heroin it's a oh, really parenthetical age it's on heroin what you could say that about it you could f- say any song read the lyrics and go and someone could tell you oh that's about heroin and you could not right. argue because you say well maybe it right. is
2: yeah <laughs> well not with this one i mean it, i mean there's you know they're talking about walking through a park and have, having stun in your hair and all that kind of stuff so you I can guess certainly be on see, heroin I, doing that as well,
1: well. Yeah.
0: i see people all around me changing faces it's a wild time. I guess that would be more like an acid thing, I'm thinking this too. is,
1: yeah, they're, they're, they're talking about psychedelics uh, or perfect. just weed or well,
0: something. I mean, well, see, well, the thing is, like, the, the final song on the
2: album, right, Won't You Try right. uh, slash Saturday right. Afternoon, is written about the, the human be Oh right!
1: Yes, yes. that's right. I so read maybe about I that. think
2: maybe maybe yeah. So maybe Wild Time is about to be in. Okay.
0: Well, okay. let's listen. Let's listen to a little bit and of that. was a uh, big
1: event, you know, it was a huge event at the time. Whoops, sorry.
0: Let's uh, let's all let's relax and see what kind of a vibe we get from Wild Time. <laughs> okay.
1: So that that's an example of that Jorma
0: yeah, guitar yeah. sound, and that's definitely heavier guitar than 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 was on their previous record oh, yeah, at for all. Sure. Yeah, yes, that's, that's, for sure. That's the psychedelic rock uh, influence. Well. That, in. uh, w-
1: it's. I, don't, I wouldn't even say it's a psychedelic rock influence. I think it's. I think they're creating psychedelic rock. Well, on, yeah. the, on the spot. Yeah. Um, well,
0: but but Hendrix was already. Around. Yeah. I mean,
1: but Hendrix. When did that? When did Are You come out? It has only been out for a few months at this point. Sixty-seven, uh, right? So, um, it's not like they have that much to. Uh, Imitate. Right, right, yeah. It's somebody's making this. Maybe they all thing.
0: went to the same music store and bought, uh, <laughs> the, uh, fuzz fuzz box? bought the same fuzz box, box yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what mm-hmm. it is
1: for sure. Uh,
0: all right, so now we get the uh, the sweet, the hymn to an older generation, which I guess would mm. be us now. This would be a hymn to us <laughs> right, now. Right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but let's listen to um, this is a Jorma composition. composition he yeah. wrote this one, and it's the, the Last Wall of the Castle.
3: Guns were his name, but you went today.
4: Downfall is the final no place of learning how to cry. I'll astray. Understanding is a virtue hard to come by. You can teach me how to love if you'll only try. So please. I'm guilt so soon sorry And yeah, I hurt her I went astray Hurt her mind and broke her heart But there's no stopping what you start She went away
2: I'm Standing is a virtue hard to come by. You can teach me how to love if you only try. So please don't give up so
1: soon. Super complex arrangement again. Yeah, yeah. Where it, it's and when you just listen to it superficially you think oh you know oh it's a you know this jammy
0: like the jammy yeah but then you start listening broth. to it
1: you start listening into it and everybody has to be paying attention to, this is not just like stoner guys jamming you know right on yeah. a riff
0: it's, it's it's a little more sophisticated although rhythmic. it is <laughs> yeah, it well, is but, but yeah. it's but it's at
1: a different level they could highly
0: skilled stoner guys yeah yeah
1: there's a rhythm rith- the rhythmic <laughs> the rhythm section is just uh, Unbelievable! Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, th- literally... Well, I mean, you know, remember Jorma and Jack Cassidy go on to form Hot Tuna, right? So they oh, yeah, they, they right. end up playing that's together,
2: right. for, for, you know, forever. Yeah.
1: And right. h- how many of these people are still alive? Um, I don't. I don't know. Well, Grace is still alive. I, I think
2: Jorma. I think Jorma is alive, and Grace is still alive for sure.
0: Jorma is still alive, as, as far as I could see right on here, and uh, I think Jack Paul, Cassidy is too. I think Paul Cantner passed yeah.
1: away a few years ago. Right. Right. Um, so, and and Marty's still alive. So yeah. that's good. No. No. Marty's dead. Oh, Marty's, Marty's dead? dead. Oh, is he? Oh, sorry. Yeah, he's
0: dead. Oh, sorry. Okay.
1: Missed that one. R.I.P. Marty.
0: Um... Yeah, but, uh, and it's cool. And and it, much like we were talking about uh, a couple weeks ago with uh, Mike Watt, Blue Oyster Cult, how different people in the band uh, get uh, turned singing lead. It's not yeah, just one. Yeah. Like uh, you would think, yeah. like a band, you'd say, okay, Grace, she's the lead singer. She's going to sing all the songs. But no, no, bands like this, they would do that. And they it's, would have different... They uh, had uh,
2: three vocalists.
1: Exactly. Right. Well, right. The, the interesting, that's an interesting parallel with the, with the Blue Oyster Cult is they also have very complicated little arrangements and they do trade off lead vocals sort of seamlessly that's the thing about this too is that you don't you don't go you, you you might if you thought about it you might go well that's a different person singing but the overall vibe of the group doesn't change it's definitely there's a group there right, that's true. at work
0: right mm mm-hmm. um,
1: yep uh, all right, now we get their to, three voices become what the, the, they, they become. The three voices become the one voice of the Jefferson Airplane. And they they, do, and they so, do, and at some point they're they're all singing together, and it's and just Gra- fantastic. And, and also,
0: one thing I noticed, I wanted to bring up uh, some of the harmonies that Grace does is is different. Di- it's not your traditional harmonies, no. And you know what it reminded me of? I'm wondering if if X, if Xine and John Doe. Oh, they love it. The, no, no, they oh, for, for
1: sure. they Yeah, are, because for you sure. can hear
0: that. I'm listening to it, going, "Oh my god, that yeah, sounds yeah, like no, Xzine and they are, John Doe." mentioned right?
1: uh, airplane as huge okay, influence great. on them
0: yeah that's big great big time to hear it. Yeah. yeah
1: and but John Exene's take on it is <laughs> way more um, uh, wild than uh, the Jefferson Airplane. not hippie yeah they stripped away yeah the they hippie the summer love shit they the certainly part. did
0: um, alright so this next song I love this this is my favorite song on the record and you
1: to? We're gonna, we're gonna play all four minutes of this correct it's
0: very sl- <laughs>
2: is this rejoicing? Well, I think we should I mean to me this is the, this is I mean if you're going to play 2 minutes of every song you should just play a 4 minutes of this one right <laughs>
3: to me this is
2: the this is the, this I think this is the, their greatest song okay it was it's it's just her and Jack and um it's arranged by um, Spencer Dryden
0: Oh, right? okay,
2: okay. And there's some session musicians on it. She's playing piano, but it, there's it, oh, it's I only her voice that. this time. Oh. Okay. It's only her voice this time. Yeah. And um the, and so it's a song about uh Finnegan's Wake. James Joyce's Finnegan's oh. Wake. And the title is Rejoice, but it's always spelled J O Y lowercase Oh. With a, lower, R. Oh, oh,
1: well, it's a oh. lower
2: well, it's a lower What's well, Joyce, yes, but it's Rejoice, it's lowercase.
1: Right. Oh, okay. Right, right.
0: And, uh, and also, and the lyrics are pretty stream of, uh, much like uh, James Joyce, pretty like awake, s- yeah. sort of stream of consciousness. Well, well, uh, mean,
2: uh, well she's directly referring to the, to the book. I mean, when she says Molly's gone to blazes, she's talking about Molly Bloom. Okay. Right? Yes. And, and the character Blazes Boylan. Uh, who she's having the affair with? I Have
0: to admit, I couldn't. I I couldn't read that in school. I tried to get through it. I I just couldn't read James. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. It's just something about it just didn't didn't resonate with me. I I just uh, couldn't get it.
1: Yeah,
2: it's it's good to hear if, if you could hear the the recording of him reading. Right, that makes
1: it, a difference. Yeah,
2: really, it does. And it, and also keep in mind that after you're through like the first thirty five pages, it gets a lot easier to
1: understand.
0: Okay. Well, you know, I I probably didn't give it. Uh, it's got a 20 filter,
1: or right. yeah. it's got the yeah. The, you have to you have to make it over that first hurdle.
0: I was kind of an idiot in school too.
1: Yeah, All but right. uh, <laughs> you know, I, I should mention here that Rob and I had a discussion a few weeks ago. I don't know if it was on the show or not. Where I discovered that he's a huge Nabokov, almost like... he's No,
0: but we were also talking about Burgess. Anthony, Anthony Burgess, Burgess right, that's yeah. it, yes. But Nabokov, too, I am, but uh, Anthony Burgess, too, yeah. yeah. But we I'm sure we, we read like the same, probably around the same age, we discovered the same thing, you know, yeah. Kurt Vonnegut, Anthony Burgess.
1: Yep, um, rejoice. rejoice. Let's listen
0: to rejoice. Six ships, ten characters,
2: nine to hold to the fire, and one for the code. the convent napkins, twelve. One
1: baby shawl. Could Mother Justice know? She said, "Whose head? Mother Snore's.
4: They attach." Her. Mother's fun was good business, so give your son, and I'd rather have my country die for me.
1: That was just as complicated and strange, upon really paying close attention to it, as as the rest of the record. Um, and I do hear one thing in there is that there's a um, there's a Coltrane record that has um, the arrangements on here, and I, I I gotta remember the name of the record. Um, I'll just edit out this. No,
2: no, not Olay.
1: No, it's it's one of the it's the record. It's got a. Um, Culture and discography, let me just grab it here, and then I can um. so in
0: the meantime, let me ask you, Richard in uh, in, uh, in Ulysses is that part where she 's talking about stephen stephen won 't give his arm to no gold star mother 's farm war's good business, so give your son and i 'd rather uh, i 'd rather have my country die for me is, is that is, is that is that her like doing an homage to him, or is that actually from uh,
2: James Joyce. I, 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 well, I, it's 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 her writing, right? She's re- she's referring to Finnegans Wake.
0: Okay. I'm not okay, okay. Quoting from it. All right. I was wondering. She's just okay. referring
2: to it. All right.
3: The, yeah.
1: The Coltrane record that the, the arrangements remind me of very strongly are um, Africa slash brass, and mm. there's um, the and the modal change in there is the same thing where there's a um there's a there's a minor key you know it's like it's going from like a say like a g minor down to an f minor change uh very much also reminds me of that you know coltrane was what he does he was still alive or he was briefly still alive at this point so his records were fresh in the imagination of uh, you know or it's a, a, a music listener who was uh, you know um paying attention um uh, would have had a, a, an impact i'm sure they impacted uh, a lot of those bands.
2: Well, I, her her piano playing here reminds me of Cecil Taylor. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, you know, uh, uh, I mean, I mean, that's the thing is, it's like she didn't, she brought that talent to the band. She did not often display it, right? Right. I, didn't even, here, I had
0: no idea she, she even played piano. I didn't even know. So yeah, yeah that's right. her. Wow, that's, that's her. That's amazing. Hey,
1: but that's also oh, yeah. she also yeah, she also playing the yeah. flute. Right. You have to remember that the era as well and the, the the perceived role of a female member of a band in 1967 was... Oh, yeah. ...what right. that was. Right. And so she's probably having to fight against that at least oh, well, no no on. she
2: was the she did no, not know she had all the power politically in that band because remember she w- it, depending on who she was sleeping with whether it was Spencer drive uh, or Paul Tanner there was a voting block that included Grace and whoever she was sleeping I with so see. she she had the she held the power in that band good for
1: her um yeah, yeah because yeah it, in general you know a, a that that was not the uh political structure of a band in the 1960s
2: um well nor nor was it a, a song that you would ever expect to hear on a pop record no right? yeah, yeah what, that's you know, what is a standard <laughs> pop record
1: it could be on a jazz record and right. you'd be like oh it's it, this is like
2: well no it, it's so avant-garde i mean i mean that's yeah. the thing about it is like even just listening to it through the telephone just now as you were playing it i got high on that record you know, it's I mean, I, I mean, when she, when, the, when the snake charmer part oh, yeah. starts, I felt like I was levitating. Yeah, I've heard that great. thousands of times. You hey, know, you know what? It's, I mean, it's it's just such an avant-garde piece. That's that's what I can't get over. And there, what has what is more far out than that? Yeah. What?
1: That's Tell true. I want to
2: know so I can hear it.
1: Yeah, it's um, and it also has the quality of being. Basically, just something that there's some repeating elements, but it also tr- it mutates over time to all these. T- it really doesn't repeat in a, uh, in a in a a sense that gives you any um, comfort. It just moves and moves and moves and moves. It's you know it's what? off kilter, but it's very virtuoso, very much so. And uh, so maybe meta- they just had a you know they had a benefactor in in the record label who was like, just let them do what they want to do. Well, well,
0: that, yeah. that was the case. Yeah, clearly oh, okay. they got to do whatever they... Uh, for this record, for This sure. album
1: took eight months to record. Right, oh, which well. is insane for... They for, yeah, for went
2: into the studio with no songs.
1: Right. And so they had to compose the songs and record them and probably tour and play some live dates as well uh, yeah. during that time. Probably. Yeah.
0: All right, so now and we get And the... avoid getting
1: drafted, which was also a thing <laughs> in 1967.
0: Oh, yeah, right. uh, yeah. We get the... Second single from the record, also written by Cantor uh Kantner. Uh this is the song uh Watch Her Ride
4: I didn't know you were the one for me. I couldn't see
1: Really fantastic, and it picks up uh, one of the chord changes from Rejoice, so it's part of that. Uh, oh, okay, okay. It's got that, uh, that minor key, it's, it's a shifting minor key moving down, uh, which is very much a modal jazz uh, way of doing things, and not a rock and roll way of doing things at all.
2: Mm hmm. True. We'll have to take it's a catchy way. tune.
1: It's a catchy as hell it tune. It is. And watch her ride. I'm going to assume is there's the blues meaning of um, watching her ride is uh, like ride my pony is all, is not about a horse. All on me,
0: he says. I <laughs> right. ride all on me. Yeah. Exactly. I think so. Yes. I think so. Mm.
1: <laughs> What's your take on that, Richard? <laughs> you think uh, is it more mm. is it more more um, innocent than that?
0: Mm. Hmm. <laughs> no, I don't think it is. Um, <laughs> all right. Now we now we get the uh, the over nine minute instrumental jam that this is basically this is Jorma on lead guitar, Jack Cassidy on bass, and uh, Spencer Dryden on drums. Just those three guys jamming, and you can hear they're just jamming all together. And it's and it's pretty cool. And and it kind is of yeah ahead of its time sounding for yeah. me. Yeah. I felt like because I felt like. Uh, some of it, the the bass playing and everything is is not it's not your traditional sixties no, bass it's, playing, it's right? No. Nope. So let's listen just a little bit of spare change we'll
1: fade in with
0: some wise. There, right there, there
1: certainly is. Uh, it's hard
0: to
2: excerpt such a long song. It makes it, it is it makes it is. a lot of sense in the
1: context of the album.
0: It does. It, it, it really does. And and it's and uh, yeah, I really enjoy this one a lot as, as a whole as part of the album. The yeah, fact that it's not a. Mm-hmm. It's a nine minute jam. It doesn't get. Uh, it doesn't get boring or feel like filler at all it and, doesn't feel and no there's old. real
2: momentum to the song exactly and, they, and they're exactly. such skilled musicians that they really they pull it off for yeah. nine minutes and sure. I think
1: that um, maybe some of our uh, uh, some German musicians uh, may have heard this uh, the band it reminds me a little bit of uh, Can, which would reappear you know they would yeah. start making records a couple of years yeah, uh, by okay. 1969 they would start doing their thing and there's some similarities here especially in the bass playing uh, mm-hmm. And the way that uh, um, Jack Cassidy is a uh, sort of leading the band musically with the bass playing, right? Without be, um, being in a way that is uh, uh, sort of obnoxious, or it's like I'm, you know, this is the, but it definitely is providing a structure to the band that your most bass players are not doing. They're basically playing along with the kick drum. Yeah, he is a killer bass player, one of the best. Yeah. yeah.
0: Never knew, never knew before uh, we did I, yeah, this you, right that's here. What I, I you know knew.
1: what? This is a this was a this was an all new. It's an new eye opener. Eye opener, exactly. Uh, all
0: right, so now we have another uh, Grace Slick uh, song. Uh, more. what well,
2: this is this is, the, this is the next suite. This is the Schizo Forest Love Suite. That's it.
0: <laughs> so we're coming up on Schizo Forest Love Suite, and this is and, uh, yeah. That
2: consists of the, of the final two songs. The so yep. two heads, which is a Grace Slick song and a Paul Kantner number called "Won't You Try." Saturday, Saturday afternoon. afternoon now, two heads like I say grace has she did not contribute that many songs to the airplane, but what she did contribute were i think the most memorable tunes that they did okay i mean I like I like all of it, but from those four albums, I really do, but her stuff is like i like guess yeah. the thing is. But if I if I had to if push came to shove and I had to pick a favorite song, I think I could narrow it down to two. Okay. One one of them is definitely Rejoice.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. why
2: I love this album so much because that my you favorite just had a song is Rejoice. religious
0: experience earlier when we played it for you yeah, know, over was, the phone. It was so
2: pretty got, great, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, this yeah, okay. I, was le- I was levitating out of my desk chair. <laughs> let's
1: let's 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 however, let's, let's roll forward um 15 years from this recording. And say, how do these same people, or some of these same people, end up doing? Jane, we built this city on rock and roll. You yeah. go, like, what? What happened? Or cocaine? Well, that's what I cocaine. you know. Co-
2: cocaine, cocaine, alcoholism, middle age. Yeah. I think wanting to make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. which they, they did.
0: They had some. They had some hits.
2: They
3: had find your way to
0: back, yeah. Find your way back, Jane. Uh, we built the city, yeah. So yeah, you but know. we built hey. the city.
1: You know, when you go, that's the problem. If Marconi they had not, the if <laughs> they had not done, we built this city on rock and roll. Yep, their yep. legacy would have be would be they have far less tarnished. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, here. Well,
2: I would say if the, if they didn't, if if you the starship. Probably needs all of that needs to be taken out of the equation. Right. I would, you know, yeah, even yeah. I, I quite like some songs in Red Octopus. And again, I love miracles. I love yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, it's a cool song. But, but it's you know it's it's kind of an anomaly it's a marty song but anyways but it, like i say after after the airplane just sort of dissipates and turns into the into the starship i mean there's there's you can't really defend it yeah and no but the, you don't and even have the to problem. say it and but no one no one wants to and they can't no. get past it and they think oh that's shitty and they don't know how good those those four albums are
1: yeah that's
0: true agreed all right well let's listen to uh, grace slick's let's listen to a little bit of two heads And you know, it's it's, it's not like just laser,
1: the bo- the, her voice is like a laser beam that just like cuts through
0: exactly. And it's not just her voice; it's, it's her taunting, phrasing. It is. Her phrasing too is just is just yeah. so good, yeah. and it's and yep. it's and it's so effortless that it's almost you could almost be dismissive of it and not realize, oh wow, that oh, yeah. is so great. Mm. She was so talented. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And, uh, yeah, right. I love
2: that song. I mean, the 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 imagery of the, the lyric, the idea that you've got two heads and two hands with holding hand mirrors.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: just it's just brilliant. Yeah, it's so sinister sounding. Also,
1: it is. It is. Um.
0: All right. So what? So you said the last uh, the last thing. The uh, won't you try in Saturday afternoon? That was what? Did you say that was the human? What was that
2: called? Yeah, it was. Really, yeah, the Human being was it? Was you know was the Bein? It was an event that happened during right. the Summer of, of Love. You know, um, Timothy Leary spoke. Allen Ginsberg oh, was there. Okay, I, don't, okay, I, okay. I, I don't know exactly. It's funny. I have the the, the sort of uh, the uh, I can't think of what it's called now, but the the, the Hate Ashbury News or whatever. I have that issue on mm. my bookshelf. <laughs> but I, but um, but yeah, it was just it was you know it was a hippie event, right? You know, and you and, can, and, and, and,
0: and so the. Yeah, sadly you couldn't go because you live. You were living. uh, You were two years old, and you were living in. uh, Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) Right, as were we all. Yes. yes.
0: Well, you
2: know, I had I have a friend who's in his his seventies now, and when he got out of high school when he was seventeen, he went immediately to the Hate Ashbury.
1: Oh, really? Nice. Wow.
2: Yeah, he was he was drawn by the siren call of this kind of thing, and and that you know wanting to
1: you know immortalized in "We're Only in It for the Money" by uh, Frank Zappa in the. you know, my hair's getting really good in the back. And um, all the people who went there, um, I'm not saying that this person is like that at all, but Frank definitely perceived of that scene as being, um, having lost its luster by six, 68, which you think, oh, no, that was the the high point of hippie dumb and stuff like that. But um, he, he certainly cast a very withering eye on it with, his, well, with that well, the record.
2: Well, the bikers were starting to move in with
1: uh, speed. Speed, yeah. yeah.
0: And also Frank didn't have a real high opinion of hippies anybody. anyway, right? Or no. of oh, okay. <laughs> anybody, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Just anybody. Yeah. All right. All right, let's listen to a little bit of uh Won't You Try, sorry. Yeah.
1: He's going to give you what? Caps of blue and uh, silver, what's the lyric? Silver sunlight for your, it's definitely um, uh, going to be a very interesting Saturday afternoon ride with the Jefferson Airplane in their car. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And the vocal stuff in there, of course. In their airplane. In their their airplane, airplane, (laughs) yes. And the vocal stuff in there is just, you know. Astonishing,
0: it is, and it's appealing. The whole thing—it's very easy to make fun, which I often do, of the whole hippie thing, sure, the peace and love. But it is a very appealing thing, especially now in this time. There's nothing wrong with that, you no. know. A little we could all use a little peace of love, peace and love, and uh, find a way. This is pretty
2: sinister. There's a lot of very sinister elements to this album that that aren't they're not speaking about love.
0: Uh, I mean, really? I mean, yeah, some sure. of it they are.
2: Some of it they definitely are. You know what right. I mean? Like, that song's a pretty song about walking in a park, it you is. know, stoned or right. yeah. tripping sure. or whatever.
3: Yeah.
2: Also, but, it, it's worth noting how good their vocals, when you hear all three of them. I was oh, listening to C F N Y the other day, and I, it, it's, it reminded me of that. It right. is. It, it's
1: right. hard to... You can't fathom how people can do that so effortlessly. and without.
0: This is before auto tune. They're all just standing they're in the studio saying, yes. around one microphone singing. You, yeah. you know that. You know exactly. And, uh, yeah, it's great.
1: And I remembered. I was thinking about what you said about the the recording quality and the way these records are recorded, um, and the fact that they're not pretty recordings. Um, and I almost wonder if that's a if that's a, sort of a price of admission to the uh, Jefferson Airplane is to you have to really listen to them and pay attention that it's not going to present itself to you um, in the way that a pop record from the sixties, like ear
0: candy. It isn't going to be be like, yeah, it's not the association where you go, Oh,
1: you know, listen to that, all those voices and stuff. Like Beach boy, like this or 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 the beach boys. Boys, Exactly. It's, there's a little more of a, I guess a cost of admission. Yeah. And I don't know whether that was intentional on their part, but it certainly would limit the number of people who would, uh, be into it.
2: That's a good point. Well, th- well, don't forget this was a very popular
1: album of its day. You think it did this sell a lot of copies? I mean, after bathing it. Back? I don't
2: think. It, I think it was in the top twenty. I mean, it's. It, I. The, the thing is, the album before it went platinum. Was so it huge. Had to have been yeah, yeah, fairly well. Right. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah.
2: It had to have done fairly well. I mean, there was a lot of money behind that. Sure,
1: I mean, it would have had But there a were
2: no hit singles from this one, though.
1: Right. right. And right. It, it would have, tried, had, but there it would have just had, well, yeah, just based on the fact that the previous album was huge, a lot of people would go out and buy it oh, yeah, just yeah. for that reason. Um, but the, Especially I, just, back then when you couldn't sample stuff. Right. Well, you know? actually... <laughs> you had to read a description of
2: it in, in a magazine I, or a I, newspaper. I will, t- and that's true. I will for, tell you if, uh,
1: a funny story is that when I went to buy the records that my grandparents allowed me to buy... They had listening booths in the record store, and they would give you a sample copy, and they would hand you records, and you could take them back to the listening booth and sample it and say, "Oh, I want this one or I want this one." They'd give you a sealed copy. Oh wow, Say here that? you go. Hmm. So uh, that, I didn't, That's I didn't, winky. I didn't take Black Sabbath home, Sidon, without <laughs> having heard it. It was, uh, and it was, yeah, Bill Thank Bear.
2: But you, would, like, but you would have anyways, based on its reputation and the cover.
1: I had new, I knew. I you know what? I walked up to the woman behind the counter who was probably. 17 18 years old and i don't know where where these words came from i said like what's hot what's really new <laughs> what's and hot <laughs> what's and, and she handed me these records and i took them back to the listening booth and i picked out the three that i wanted my grandparents were like here here's paid for them and i went home with those three records and right. with i have no idea how that happened it's one of those bizarre and
0: you're what like eight
1: no, I was seven. It would have, seven. No, six. It would have been 1971, so I was... four oh. year four-year-old.
0: I, too bad you didn't have a four-year-old uh, Richard Metzger behind you I know, uh, Richard, uh, if you'd been uh, in Orlando, we could have... <laughs> well, uh, if you really
1: want to hear some hip shit, you know.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right.
0: Um, yeah, Richard, thank you uh, so yeah, it much That was great. For, uh, I actually
1: really um, enjoyed this record. I
0: enjoyed this more than I thought. When Barry first told me what we are doing first, I said, what the fuck? Yeah, Rob's
1: <laughs> not like a big... He's not a psychedelic. <laughs> Record connoisseur, yeah, for yeah, certain.
0: but uh, definitely. Um,
1: yeah, there's a, there's a lot. There's a lot going on in this record, and it doesn't reveal itself immediately. You yeah. have to spend some time with it, but once you click with it, you're like, "Oh, that's actually that's really amazing what, what's going on there, what yeah. they're doing."
2: Yeah, it's a it's a it's a tremendous album. It, it deserves to be listened to, you know, all the way through. I agree. You know, I agree. In, 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 a, in a dark room, very high. Uh, there you uh, go. Well, I think a lot, know, of, the, our, the, a
0: lot the, of our a lot of our listeners. From the mouth of uh, richard Metzger all right richard so <laughs> what's the be- best way to people find your uh, dangerous minds uh, yeah. things on there yeah. Oh, yeah. all right but you go, you go to the dangerous minds, uh dot, com? dot net, yeah. Dot dot net. net. Dot, yeah. yeah okay all right well, that's and awesome. there's
1: new i i'm a, i'm constantly amazed at how you manage to put up new interesting things uh, n- more than once a day um so uh we y- well it's it's slowing down a bit these days. Well, we're, everything's slowing down. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, We're it's, going it's to new-
1: yeah, run out of interesting things to happen to talk about, hmm. uh, unfortunately.
0: Right. All right. So, Barry, <laughs> uh, next week we have a uh, guest all the way from the UK. We've yes. got uh, Katie Jane Garside, uh, who was in the band Daisy Chainsaw back in the day. Uh, currently involved, she's got a new musical project called Liar Flower, which is really good. I gotta do okay. some of that stuff. But Katie Jane Garside's gonna uh, call in from the UK and gonna be talking about one of her favorite records, the Marble Index by, by Nico. Boy,
1: there's gonna be an that's gonna be an uplifting Sunday afternoon. Another Chanteuse. About, uh, yeah, but <laughs> uh, Nico records have their own particular oh, um, sure. Icy yep. Um, Nordic uh,
0: Yep. Alright, so that's next week. Uh, don't forget, go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH. become a patron of the show, we would really appreciate it. Richard, thanks again for coming yeah, on. Thank you, you Richard. That guest. was great. We will uh My pleasure. see you guys next week. Once again, that is Barry Stock.
1: That is Rob Elba.
0: We are that record got me. high. We'll see you guys next week. Well
4: singing. Mandolin's are ringing. To the Midnight winds are landing at the end of time, Midnight winds are landing at the end of time.